0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation with Siobhan Hunt, part of Kindling Kids Radio. Would you consider donating your breast milk to a total stranger? There are communities of women around the country dedicating their time and breast milk to specialised donation centres. But why don't we hear more about it? Ben Hartman is from the Perrin Rotary Milk Bank, also known as PREM, at King Edward Memorial Hospital in Perth, and he's joining us this morning to explain the process of breast milk donation in Australia. Hi, Ben. How are you?
1: Uh, Very well, thanks, Siobhan. Thanks for your time this morning.
0: It's a pleasure. Tell us, why do hospitals need donor milk?
1: Uh, yeah, this is a service that we provide to very um, preterm and Ill babies in hospital. So um, for, for that very sick patient, if a mum is unable to produce enough of her own breast milk, and obviously that's always our, our main focus and what most mums of of prem babies do choose to do. Um, If that's not working and a mum isn't able to produce enough to meet baby's requirements, then we do offer for certain patients the option of uh, safe pasteurised donor human milk. Um, And there's been quite a lot of research to show that that's beneficial to to very preterm babies.
0: So when uh, a a woman has a premie baby, uh, the reason that it's not easy to breast milk, is it because her body's not ready because the baby was early or is it the baby itself is... Um, too small to accept their milk.
1: It's a bit of both, actually, but um, interestingly, we do think that, so so changes in breast development happen really, really early in pregnancy. So we actually think in most cases, even a mum who might deliver down to 23 or 24 weeks gestation, which is obviously extremely early, um, there've usually been enough, uh, we we think that there's been enough changes in the um, mammary gland to really support lactation, even in those extreme gestations. I guess a very preterm baby, although they can suck and swallow and breathe, they don't have the quarter to do all three of those at the same time. So for those mums who have a very extreme prem, these babies will be tube fed. And ideally, we like to use mum's own milk. It supports the best nutrition for a baby and also has all those immune components that can prevent infection. And that's obviously critical for a very preterm baby. Um, But but, um, I guess in the absence of a baby being able to breastfeed at the breast, then these um, mums will have to initiate and sustain lactation for anywhere up to a couple of months just using a breast pump. And obviously, that can cause a lot of problems in terms of um, maintaining a breast milk supply.
0: So, if we get back to the, the donor milk banks that are in uh, is, that's in your hospital, yeah, yeah. Um, how wide, widely available are they? I mean, do most hospitals have them
1: around the world? I mean, there's been a really long history. So, the first milk banks were established in the early 1900s, and obviously, wet nursing has had an extremely long history, almost as long as human civilization, really. Um, Uh, The the process in hospitals sort of developed in the early 1900s, but around the world, um, things took a bit of a downturn in the mid-80s when HIV was identified in breast milk. So there were a lot of concerns about transmission of HIV through um, breastfeeding. Um, So most even at our hospital, we actually had a milk bank up until the mid-1980s, but we closed down and in Australia, we just stopped milk banking completely in the hospital environment. Um, I think, you know, we've got two separate public health issues here probably, certainly milk sharing in the community and wet nursing in general. Um, That certainly... Um, takes place and continues to take place. Um, but really, the milk bank is very much focused on that preterm hospitalised baby. And there's been quite a bit of evidence to show that this is a, a way that we can improve health outcomes of preterm babies. Um, it helps us improve breastfeeding outcomes so mums have better success feeding their own babies if we supplement with a bit of donor milk. Um, and um, and we reduce the cost of healthcare by providing donor milk as opposed to formula. So it makes a lot of sense in the hospital environment. Um, mm-hmm.
0: In terms of the general community, sorry to interrupt, Ben, but in terms of the um, general community, do you think, uh, is this like an, um, for want of a better word, a kind of black market of breast milk? Because um, it sounds like it's very mysterious, and I would have thought with the concerns in the 80s about HIV and um, other issues in terms of uh, making sure that the milk is... Sterilized and, and healthy for any baby to take. Is it unregulated? Is it something that's gone underground?
1: Um, yeah, I, I guess the informal sharing again is, is something that's been happening for a long time. So, um, but interestingly, even you know wet nursing, when it first, there, there are ancient texts back to the first century AD that describe the um, qualities that you want in a wet nurse. Um, so, so we're aware of the safety and the importance of safety, even sharing milk back in early times. I think probably what we're seeing now is a bit of a modern problem. Uh, and I think the thing that certainly we start to ask, and I guess we're seeing more and more in recent years, uh, calls from the general community of mums who have a low supply or struggling to feed their own uh, baby, otherwise healthy term baby at home, Um, we see those mums um, coming to the milk bank a lot more frequently and seeing if they can purchase milk off us. And at this stage, our service is only provided to preterm babies where we know there's a, a, a very huge benefit and um, we also have quite a big demand in that population so we we certainly have the resources to meet preterm needs but probably not in the general community. So I think we'd we'd like to really ask the question a little bit more about why so many women are are really finding it difficult to breastfeed their babies. We've got really great initiation of breastfeeding rates in Australia upwards of 90% across the country um, you know, World Health Organization would like to see us exclusively breastfeeding babies out to six months of age, and in Australia, only about 15% of women make that goal. So I think the question we need to ask is, what's going on there? Are we Do we have the right support for mums in breastfeeding? And there's a lot of, you know, that's a very complex question. Um, I think we need to offer probably a lot more support in terms of breastfeeding in that sort of situation. Um And if it's not working, then I think we need to ask the question of what's the best alternative. Um, Sometimes that might be donor milk from a milk bank and sometimes that might be infant formula, but that will be very much dependent on the individual situation and the individual baby.
0: You're listening to Kindling Conversation. We're speaking with Ben Hartman from the Perrin Rotary Milk Bank at King Edward Memorial Hospital in Perth. We've been talking about milk banks um, in the hospitals being for preemie babies and there's a... Uh, I guess an unregulated uh, community um, sharing of breast milk that has happened for a very long time. Ben, when you um, say, you know, there are ways that we could address the reduced rate of women actually being breastfeeding through till six months, do you think that the model, um, if we were to embrace the idea of donor breast milk, is the model like a milk bank that's found only in hospitals? Do you think that would be appropriate?
1: Um, I guess it's it's very expensive. Um, I, I think to assure safety, we do a lot of testing and screening of the milk. And I've got, I guess obviously we're providing this to extremely preterm babies, so we have an extremely high level of, uh, of safety in that process. Uh, we estimate that a litre of donor milk, as it comes as it leaves our our service is going to cost in order of about three hundred dollars.
0: Wow, uh, that's yeah, an expensive so, bottle of milk.
1: Super expensive, and that's really representative of its value and its value to um, you know to our patients. Um, even at that cost, for every dollar we spend on donor milk, we think that we're returning two to four dollars to the public health system by the benefits that we're providing our patients. So, in that setting, it's still very very much cost effective. I guess out in the broader community. Um, we, I mean, it's a, it's a difficult question because I think um, informal sharing awareness has occurred for a very long time. We would certainly recommend that there are safety concerns, so certainly not just in terms of viral transmission through breast milk. Obviously, like any food, um, it can become, breast milk can become contaminated with bacteria depending on how we handle it and store it. That can present a food safety risk to a baby, and that's something obviously that a milk bank is able to manage and test and be very careful about. Um, whether that can occur to the same degree in the home environment is obviously, you know, I, I guess this is an uncontrolled process, so we have to accept that there's a high level of risk if we choose to do this.
0: Can I just uh, ask, Ben, when you say, um, you were talking just then about the the value that you've managed to work out for a litre of breast milk in your milk banks, yeah. um, but I understand that while that might be the value and I understand how that sits in, in things – mums aren't allowed to be remunerated for, don't, for giving their breast milk, are they? Uh,
1: in our service, no. No, we, we do run this as a sort of altruistic model and that has been largely the way milk bank has been practised around the world. So in most situations, mums donate excess milk for free and, uh, and we provide it at no cost to patients. Um, there's a couple of reasons for that. I guess we rely very much on... Um, Uh, you know, getting clear and accurate information from our donor throughout the screening process. So we don't really want to provide incentives for um, for parents to possibly not disclose information that would mean they could not donate. Um, I don't think that's such a big issue probably, but it's something we're concerned about. Uh, we do know, however, from the history of milk banking that we have had a few circumstances, and, and Brazil is a great example. Um, back up in uh, sort of from the 1950s through to the 1980s and 90s, in Brazil, um, milk banks were widespread and they operated like large-scale dairies. Uh, women were paid for their donation and they also received free supplies of formula. And I guess what happened there is that poor women in favelas in Brazil would, would sell their own breast milk and formula feed their babies um, because it was a way to make, make an income. And we're starting to see that model resurfacing. So we are seeing some commercial banks that have been established. Um, There was recently a group from the US, a company, a private company, that set up a milk bank in Cambodia. Um, They paid Cambodian women for their breast milk and shipped it back into neonatal intensive care units in the US. And that was really (laughs) concerning. So uh, UNICEF in... in, Cambodia came out quite strongly against that process and that's now been shut down. But we're seeing the same uh, situation occurring now by um, a a company that will be based in India looking to sell milk back into Australia. So with a lack of real clear regulations and oversight and treating breast milk just as a food, um, I guess in that sort of vacuum of really regulation and guidance, we do see these things happening. And I think we should ask, is this really... What is our duty of care to the donor mother in this situation? And and likewise, in terms of the safety, what's the duty of care to ensure this is safe for the recipient?
0: It seems really surprising to me. I mean, what you just mentioned there is is the latest news, I guess, that's, that's kind of provoked this story for us. But the international company from India that's been granted permission by the Department of Agriculture to export breast milk to us here in Australia... Um, Would that breast milk be going to premies and hospitals or is that going out into that unregulated market?
1: Uh, Look, we don't know too much about um, this service as yet. I don't think it's actually operational, but it sounds, from what we understand and from the approaches that have come from the company, that it appears to be targeted mainly at the hospital patient. Um, And at this stage, we don't have any clear evidence that women in India will be paid for their donation, But it certainly is very clear that there's no regulation of this process in India. So um, here we, I mean, I guess the scenario that we see now, and given that that human milk in Australia is considered to be a food and regulated by food standards rather than the TGA or any other body, um, we would really be relying on the company completely to to ensure that the process is safe. There will be no oversight in, in India and not necessarily any oversight in Australia about the safety of, of any sort of screening of donors in this process. So I, I think there are, there are safety concerns, but also, um, I guess, the duty of care here of do we trust private industry to have the best interests of both donors and recipients at, at heart?
0: And I guess um, the reason why this company has been given the permission is the demand in Australia that we can't meet with our own well,
1: mums. I kind of argue that point because we've, I mean, we've had a milk bank here in for twelve years in WA, and we're never really short of donors. So we now use about twelve hundred litres a year, just collected from our local Perth mums. Um, and again, no payment, no no cost to the recipient. Um, we're rarely short of donors. We usually get more offers of donation than we need. So we regularly are turning away mums who offer generous donations. So we you certainly early on, this is a new process and, you know, it took the community a while to get on board with it. But we do have a lot of mums out there with an oversupply. They know the value of, of what they're producing. And I guess the opportunity to help um, parents who are going through the very difficult situation of having a preterm baby is something a lot of mums really, really value. So we've actually found that this is a service that makes a lot of sense. We can do it in this model of of this altruistic model. Um, We fund it. We're government funded. um, And it's a service that actually reduces the cost of of healthcare for our patients and delivers better outcomes and, and potentially prevents death of some of our most vulnerable patients. So in a way, I'd say maybe we don't need commercial Commercialisation of this service.
0: So, if someone was listening and they have excess breast milk, is there any one place they can go to get more information on where they might donate in their local area? Uh,
1: there, I mean, we the milk bank here in Perth is the first in the country. We do. We have seen some other um, uh, hospital-based milk banks um, establish themselves around the country. So, they're uh, certainly. Um, There's one in Victoria, um, there is one in New South Wales, and uh, one in Brisbane now. Um, So, for mums in those loca- locations, there is potential to donate, but it isn't a service that we have nas- uh, national access to. And that's something that we really are motivated to change. I think if we know that this is beneficial to our extremely vulnerable pre-term babies it babies, we should have equity of access across the country. So we've been working very hard to support these projects uh, around the world. And we, we actually do a lot of work around the world now, and we are seeing commercial milk banks established in India now, but... Uh, for years now, we've been doing a lot of work in the not-for-profit banks in India. So there's a huge demand for donor milk within India. And we do a lot of work with those groups to to make sure that um, we can establish a low-cost and safe model of milk banking within India to support their own their own vulnerable babies.
0: Ben, thank you so much um, for your time today. It's fascinating, the whole thing.
1: Siobhan, thank you so much.
0: Thank you. That was Ben Hartman from the Perrin the Perrin Rotary Milk Bank at King Edward Memorial Hospital in Perth. It really definitely explains the term that I often used when I was breastfeeding and that was that milk was liquid gold. There's a real money value on it now, $300 for a litre. that's pretty good. Uh, If you or someone you know would like more information on breast milk donation, we'll get some links up on our website. Just head to kindling.com.au for more info.